This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we're on episode number 124 of the Practical Prayer Podcast. And you know what? I was getting ready to say that. So we're really, you know, meshing as time goes on. Wow. 124 episodes <laughs> high time. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I was getting ready to take a breath and say, and this is episode one, and you just did it. You know, how cool is that? That is. That's us. That's us. And uh, perhaps, and I'm not committing to what the episode is going to be about this time, because uh, we're talking about stillness and multitasking. Mm-hmm. And we we began a little while ago talking about multitasking and is that a thing? And we've also had an ongoing conversation about whether or not we can stick to a topic when we, <laughs> when we do an episode of the Practical Prayer podcast. And I am absolutely willing to bet that if the topic is multitasking, we will not be able to stick to the topic just because of the nature of the topic. Well, we'll see. It may surprise us. So uh, with whatever it was that you were thinking about when you thought about that, what were you thinking about? And kick us off. Well, what I wanted to start out with was stillness because still is a, is a thing. But there's no way I can do it because when you said what made me think of it, this last couple of months has been really, really high activity for me. I mean, going from morning until collapsing <laughs> at around midnight. <laughs> and I've had no choice in the matter, you know. And when things like that, when my schedule gets like that, I just say, fine, let's go. I put the end date on the calendar and I just go, right? But along the way, I noticed a lot of things and a lot of people Um in difficult situations. And first of all, I came increasingly aware of gratitude, which is a a part of, you know, one of the parts of the practical prayer Mm -hmm. that I absolutely love anyway. But it, it felt like live situations in gratitude, you know, just looking around at different situations. And I thought about how fast everything is moving, how everything is changing or promising to change. You know, um, mm. there's there's an election coming up, and I used to really get into the debates and stuff like that. <laughs> Never mind all that, but, but I don't now. And I thought, okay, there's a, there's a 
a percentage of the community, the, the country that's all in, you know, excite mode about that. And this is going to change and that's going to change. And I thought, we're missing a whole lot here hmm. because we're not being still. Hmm. Um, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, so I call that my home. And of course, I say I love Philadelphia. And whenever you say Philly, I think of that magnificent building, City Hall. It's just magnificent to me. When I was a little girl, it's just so wonderful. It's not the tallest building I know in the city anymore, but it just carries a lot of memories of its architect and its beauty. And that's why I think of Philadelphia, but that's not the news that's coming out of it, out of right. Philly. And I thought, you know what, there's, I think nobody's listening. People aren't being still. It's just a lot going on. And I wondered if stillness was an answer. I, I think stillness is always an answer. And one of the things that's a very powerful spiritual practice is meditation. To sit in the stillness, and the buzzword for it now is mindfulness. Mm. You know, and mindfulness implies that you can do something and be very busy multitasking. But if you're mindful about it, then suddenly it makes it, it brings a spiritual component or at least facet to it. And that may or may not be true. You know, I've been involved in mindful eating where you take a bite and you chew and you savor and you think about it and you're not doing anything else and you're just focusing in on that bite, you know, and then there's mindfully it's a, a walking in nature, just paying attention to every step and noticing the bark of the tree and the patterns of the clouds and being completely present in the moment. And the difference, of course, is sitting down with a TV dinner uh, while you're watching the news and also simultaneously reading a book and scrolling through your Instagram feed, uh, which is not mindful. Uh, and that's the, the perfect example of multitasking and then you forget that you've eaten anything same thing when you go you know mindfully commuting well no i was just standing at the train station reading my phone and <laughs> trying to jockey for a good seat on the train um, that's not the that's not the mindful piece of it either so it's possible to be mindful to let everything else go and to, to bring some stillness into an activity but the more activities we pile on top of the stillness the more likely it is, as far as I'm concerned, that we're kidding ourselves about the stillness part of it. Yeah, I think we're losing it. While you were describing that, I was thinking about that little teeny book by Brother Lawrence, mm -hmm. Practicing the Presence of God, and how he talked about um, being present with God in whatever we may be doing at the time, washing dishes or whatever, and if, if that's the way your theology works. And um, I, I just can't help but think, at moving at such a fast pace and all the things we're doing, we're missing such an important part of everything, really, because you can't do everything well. So that means everything, a little bit of everything is missing. But what about the self, you know, and being able to cope and think through difficult situations? Um, and like I said, mine has been in, in high energy and high demand for the last month and a half. And the only way I was able to do that is to, uh, ahead of time, look at what was going to be required and stay focused and be still and make sure that I'm, you know, I'm pacing things. And I'm wondering like how, it's not how do people do it. I know that they don't because I think 
the craziness around us is indicative of that, you know, having to have an opinion about everything and to, you know, input and do this and do that. And what about the self? Yeah. How you well, feel think, about it? I think that um, in your in your questioning is is your answer, uh, because I've seen you do this over the course of the last couple of years, um, that there are things that you get involved in and then you recalibrate and you say, based on everything that I want to be accomplishing, I'm going to have to, you know, and one example is the morning meditations that I lead uh, every day on Zoom. And for a while you were regular on those. And then you told me, yeah, I'm, I've got some stuff going on and I don't have time to prioritize that in. And you were very intentional and specific about that. And it wasn't because you didn't want to do it. It's because you knew that you had to choose. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's that's different than un, than trying to multitask and figure you can do everything. You know, what you were doing in that case was you were reprioritizing. We were talking before the computer biz talks about multitasking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got multiple CPUs and multiple processors going on and they computers can do all sorts of things at once. And the fact of the matter is one processor can only do one thing at a time. It's executing a set of instructions. And if something more important comes along, then it gets reprioritized and it switches from doing this thing to doing that thing. And then it goes back to doing the original thing. Uh, and people are notoriously bad at that. Some people are much better at it than others. Uh, it turns out I'm really bad at it because it takes a long time for me to disengage from something and then wind myself up to speed on the new task. And then I wait until that one's done. And then I have to figure out where I was in the first one and get back to it. Mm -hmm. And the more I have going, the more time I spend changing gears and less time I spend moving forward. Uh, but remembering what brought us there in the, in the first place is the important part. If what we're doing is focusing on our spiritual truth, as brother Lawrence said, practicing the presence of God, now, if we start with that, and then we can add other stuff onto it, to be really noticing when we're getting distracted and when we're not thinking about the divine presence, the oneness that we are, that's a great indicator that we get to back off or reprioritize. And, and reprioritizing, as you mentioned it before, that's a that's a big word and a big concept and a big task, it seems. And it's necessary and it's absolutely right. But when you think about it, reprioritizing, when you got a whole bunch of stuff, you know, this this culture this that we're in is do, 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 you know, get mm -hmm. it done, get it done. And I was uh, I was helping out in a Sunday school class, one, not Sunday school, kindergarten class one time. I'm ashamed to tell you how I got there. But anyway, it was <laughs> totally a shame. Yeah. But anyway, I was helping and and um we were teaching the little children math. And I simply said to the little guy, What is it you want to do? What are you trying to find out? And the teacher just was, That's a great question. That that just and I'm thinking, well, what else? <laughs> That's a pretty easy question, yeah. Yeah, but that's how I do everything. And be, and I just because I think that you said prioritizing, what do I want in the first place? What did I mm -hmm. start out wanting? And if I put it on the list, if there is such a list that I wanted, if it gets on the list, then 
I want it. And I don't want other stuff causing me not to accomplish that particular thing. So I guess it is reprioritizing, but it's remembering why is it there? What do you want to do this for? You know, if it's about peace of mind, is there anything that is getting in the way of that? Um, And I'll use the example, you know, that you gave. Yeah, I really, really loved the morning meditation. I really did because there were people calling in from, coming in from all over the world. And, you know, you just tie stuff together that would just blow my mind completely. (laughs) (laughs) Just something that was never planned. It it couldn't have been planned because... Never planned. I have no idea. It's completely ad You'd say, what do you want to talk about? And whatever, before it's over, it's 15 minutes. Who does that? But (laughs) (laughs) so everybody's talking, put their stuff in and you... Anyway, I'm I'm not giving a commercial for that, but that's true. That's how it happened. I loved it. But I, I also knew that... The timing was throwing me off, and I wasn't able to regroup as well as I I said, I I have to make a choice here because this is where I started, and I have to stay with that, or I'm not going to, you know, so I wonder if stopping and being still and talking to yourself a little bit about what you want, what's important to you, rather than the, the myriad of craziness going on around us, how will you ever find peace? Mm. And, and you know, hear the next step, the next divine right step. step. How, how will you do that? Yeah. All right, so my mind is saying, I got two quick stories that I want to tell you, and then we're going to take a break and then talk about the mindful piece of it. And okay. it'll actually make this be into a seemingly organized episode of the podcast, which I, you know, would pat myself on the back on. Um, I worked for a software company for a while. And um, they were doing we have a big development team and we had this software platform. And there were all sorts of requests for enhancements from the sales team, which is where I was working to the customers and to the people in implementation. Everybody wanted to add and improve the platform. And the developers had to figure out which requests they were going to engage with and and dedicate resources to so that they could make those enhancements. And it has to fit together everything else that's going on because it's a platform and it's not like everybody can have their own version of it. It's like everybody's using the same one and it's all being upgraded and, and updated and modified at the same time. It got to the point where the prioritization schedule was three years long. And something came along and they knew that they needed to shuffle everything in that schedule around so they could find the two-week sprint that they were going to work on this thing or the 17 two-week sprints that they're going to need from multiple developers in order to, to put that in line. And every time something happened, something's getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. And it got ridiculous because there was stuff that we was important that we were waiting for for two and three years. And... They couldn't get to it and they knew that they couldn't get to it. And the interesting part about that business is that they didn't even apologize. <laughs> it's like, nope, that's just the way that it is. Uh, and, and understanding that as we're reprioritizing and as we're coming up with a new sequence of the ways that we're going to do things, that it affects all the other things that we're working on. 
Mm-hmm. And the other one, which is real personal for me, is I set out in a project because I got these God calls that I do. And there's like there's four, four calls a week. And it's a 30-second little message. So it's a pithy, you know, interesting little thing. It's like mm-hmm. a, if, a, if a minister was going to do a sermon in a half a minute, that would be it. And it's got just enough of a nugget of a story, you know, that, that it, it, it makes them intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I have the recordings of all of them going back to 2012, I think, when I first started doing these things. And so I transcribed them. And the idea is, let, let's take 366 and make it into a thought for the day book. Well, it was a year and a half ago. So I have the transcripts, there's 900 of them, and the job is now to go through and choose which ones are, um, not even choose them, just go through and edit them so that they're not spoken language, they're readable language, and then put them together into a book. And I keep on reprioritizing other things ahead of that. And it's not like it isn't important, it's just there's other things that are more important. And as I watch, as I slowly, agonizingly go through and I'm up to almost 300 entries now. And it's like, that's, that's close to the finish line. There's like 60, 70 left to go. I'm watching that reprioritization schedule and hearing in my mind, all the criticism that I gave to the developers. <laughs> and say, I'm going to have to let somebody off the hook. Now's your turn. Yeah. 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 Now it's my turn. Let's take a break and then continue with a discussion of stillness and mindfulness. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand? That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And um, before we get started, I was reading the the comments, and Whitney Mm -hmm. Bowling is asking for something. So I wondered if you could put bethelight.com up there on the screen so she could know how to submit the the request. Yeah, there's always the opportunity to go to bethelight.com, b-the-light.com. Uh, and there's a way of getting in touch with us uh, right from there. And I was looking at that comment uh, as we're doing the uh, the live recording here as well. And the answer is yes, of course, we can pray for you. And it might not necessarily be the prayer that you thought we were going to do. But when we get to the uh, the, the final section, uh, there will be a prayer and it will include uh, the opportunity for everyone, for Whitney and everyone to more fully experience that bright light of God's love that's everything and it's everywhere. And we'll get into some more details about that 
In the meantime, let's talk about stillness and multitasking, okay. which are two sides of the same coin. So stillness is when we're not multitasking. Is when we're non-tasking, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the best stillness happens when we're sitting on our purple meditation pillow and intentionally just breathing and focusing on our breath. And even in that situation, it's not like we're not doing anything. And if you think, well, I'm sitting on the purple pillow just following my breath and I'm not doing anything, it's like, no, try stop breathing. <laughs> and then you realize that what you're doing is pretty important. So the rest of it gets added on top of that. So the... Um, the, the, the issue about stillness is the ability to, um, to stop doing other things and be present to that divine love that's at hand. And taking it back to principle, there's only love. That's where we start. There is only God. And God is that one infinite power, that one limitless presence, that one unlimited source of love and energy and intelligence that is sharing itself as matter and energy and substance and life and knowledge and intelligence and love everywhere. And since that's the source of us, that's all that we are. So in a fundamental way, we are all that divine love, that bright light shining in our own way. And stillness and mindfulness is remembering that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can... I can do something else while I'm remembering that. And I can also forget that even if I'm not doing much. <laughs> and so the idea, if we're bringing, uh, if we're, we're making the activities that we're involved in into something spiritual, if we're making them uh, prayerful, is to remember that truth about who we are and what we are. And that in turn informs what's possible, which is anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yesterday, I was just a a whole barrage of things were, felt like imploding. (laughs) And I was trying to find a place to be still, and there was no place, right? And I thought, Hmm. okay, you know where you can find this place. So off to the ocean I went. And um, it was still, the ocean wasn't still, but everything else was very quiet and just things start coming together, you know? And when you said that word, remember, Mm -hmm. so important because I remembered things that allowed me to be peaceful and just like calm down. The things that you don't, don't come to mind first when there's a lot of stuff happening and you're doing a lot of things. So that, that's really why stillness just really impressed itself on me uh, yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. Because you, you need and that. The, one of the ways that we can notice, I'm, I was going to say whether we're doing it or not, is how well we're doing it, is to notice whether we're thinking, oh, I have a lot to do, or if we're noticing, oh, that divine power and presence that is God, that is everything, that is everywhere, has a lot to do as me. <laughs> yeah, that's remembering. When yeah. I think I'm doing it by myself, I have I have left God behind, mm. which I can't do, but in my mind I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if God doesn't know what I'm up to, then God knows I don't know what I'm up to. <laughs> and you know what? It feels really, it, it, not impossible, but it feels 
cumbersome to think about it. Uh, my youngest son was was going through some stuff, and I'm trying to think, how can I get him to understand that God is working through him? And um, it came to me. You know, I love music, and a lot of my work includes music. So I, of course, played a Kenny G track, and he loved it. <laughs> he loved it. And I looked at him, and I said, did you know God played the saxophone? <laughs> and he looked at me and no more words we didn't discuss it and it took the next like a whole 24 hours he came back he said I get it I find I get it from what I thought you were crazy <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when you said that I said no it's that simple that God works through us in any possible way you can imagine mm-hmm. and if you can think of that Think about how many other ways God works through us. Yeah. So, yeah. And let's let's take another break. And and I think when we return, we're going to do a prayer, and it's also going to be about remembering. It'll be about stillness yeah. and remembering. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and conversation has been so good. I know we're coming to the end. Yeah, we've been talking about multitasking and the opposite of multitasking, which is stillness, and also uh, remembering. And what I was remembering was uh, Psalm 46, which, among other things, says, Be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people think that that's a quote that God is saying, be still and know that I am God. But since God is everything, and God is everyone, and God is everywhere, then everything is God, which means that we can say that ourselves with the same authority that you can imagine any other entity, creature, being, creator, whatever, saying that with. So let's take that into prayer. Be still and know that I am God. And in that stillness, is the receptivity, the openness, the preparedness for that next activity. We don't need to do a whole bunch of stuff. If we start by knowing that truth, that power and presence is within, that one infinite creative power that we call God or spirit or nature, that that power that creates everything, that shares itself as all of its creation is within. Be still and know that I am God. 
that divine power and presence has the ability, and not just the ability, it has the nature of creating that next new experience for and through and as us. We are that divine power and presence. Each one within the sound of my voice is that divine power and presence of the infinite taking particular form as whoever they are and whatever their story happens to have been. Each of us is that divine presence right here and right now. So we can call on that creative power, that divine source, that limitless energy, that infinite substance to create something new. We can open ourselves up to that newness and there doesn't have to be struggle in how we're going to put together. We don't have to figure it out. There's an infinite intelligence that knows that can inform us. And our job is to be still and know and allow that God power and presence to create something new and spectacular and wonderful through us and for us and as us and with us. And it can show up much more quickly than we could ever put onto the timeline. We do not have to reprioritize and decide what order things are gonna happen in order for them to come together. This is a divine power that creates galaxies. This is a power that creates everything. It can certainly create this next new thing that we're thinking about. So stillness, is not the opposite of multitasking. Stillness is the primary task. Be still and know that I am God and invite that infinite creative power to create something new and wonderful now. So I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the awareness. I'm grateful for the willingness that each of us has to turn away from the busyness and activity to that divine power and presence within, that stillness, and know that that good is already unfolding. And so with absolute certainty that this good is already coming about, I speak this word with deep gratitude, with a deep, deep feeling of thanks for all of the good that's, that's underway now, for the wonderful ways that the stories are coming about, for the things that we get to celebrate starting right now. So with gratitude for this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law, that divine power and presence that abides within, that creates everything. And I know it's now creating this. And so it is. The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.